The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. All right. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, they went in saying that they would establish red lines, wanted to be very clear. The first upshot is President Biden saying that he will dispatch Secretary of State Antony Blinken to work on further ties. So that should be optimistic. Now, joining us live is Bloomberg's Ian Marlowe, Bloomberg diplomatic correspondent. Ian, thanks so much for joining us. A main focus, obviously, Taiwan. Uh, are we hearing any progress in understanding each other? Yeah, I think both sides went in here uh, thinking that there was uh, some miscommunications and misperceptions to address. I mean, some of that was from Biden's own comments about Taiwan, about whether he was, you know, pledging to defend it militarily if Chinese invade if China invaded. And uh, we had heard some tough talk from Blinken on Taiwan as well in recent weeks. Uh, they came out of here kind of stressing that that was a red line for Taiwan. Biden said that uh, the U.S. policy on Taiwan hadn't changed. This was kind of low-hanging fruit to some extent right, for the right. for the talks, but both sides came out, and I think uh, allies in the region will be reassured by that sort of uh, kind of new talk of stability between the two powers on this. Now, some of the analysis that I've seen, and it may be new to new people and those that are watching closely, not so much so, uh, but that from China's perspective, they were very worried that ties with the West might lead to a call of independence, about talking about chips and the kind of trade that had been happening and had been morphing slowly. So they felt it was in their own interest in one country to uh, be, be beefing up a little bit. Does that make any sense? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think China has complained for years that uh, the U.S., by, you know, supporting Taiwan with arms sales, with talk of Taiwan's democracy, that they've been basically emboldening uh, elements within Taiwan who want to push the island for formal independence. But I think in general, in Taiwan, the the sort of general atmosphere is one for uh, the status quo, where Taiwan kind of exists a little bit uneasily, kind of basically de facto uh, nation to some extent uh, within the fold where it's not recognized by you know diplomatic uh, organizations of the United Nations other things like that. So um, I think the the U.S. Uh, has always kind of walked a fine line because they're trying to uh, look like they're supporting Taiwan, they're supporting democracy. There um, you know there are a lot of um, sort of uh, people generally before on on the Republican right that wanted uh, more support for Taiwan uh, with arms sales and uh, you know legislation and so this this sort of um, allows both sides to come out uh, of these talks with something to uh, to show for it even though to some extent the positions aren't radically different going in right. I think they're just going to tone down uh, the rhetoric on either side. Now, did did they say anything that that you've seen? Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot on Ukraine, on human rights, on COVID. I mean, they came out, they talked about Taiwan, but uh, anything on the others? 
Yeah, there was a little bit. I don't think anyone really expected China to uh, fully reverse course and start condemning uh, Putin and call you know and, and the war in Ukraine. Um, but they both agreed to say that you know talk of you know loose talk of nuclear weapons use, uh, things like that, that that is uh, not a direction that the world should be going in at the moment. And I think that was, again, a little bit of low-hanging fruit because uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping uh, had said as much to the German chancellor uh, on, on, on his recent visit to, to China. So um, to some extent, it was a, a reiteration of China's policy, which is, you know, which is to some extent being, you know, both sides are a little bit to blame. NATO was pushing Russia, you know, Russia, you know, didn't do you know, invaded and it wasn't the best, but, you know, it took us by surprise and that sort of thing. So I think now, I think both sides are a little bit um, on a more, a more even footing there, I think. And I think on uh, health and security, after have Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited right. uh, Taiwan and, and sent relations into a tailspin, um, they, uh, China cut off a bunch of talks with, with the U.S. On, on climate change and a bunch of other things. So they have agreed to restart those, okay. uh, which will you know, both include health security and, uh, and other things like climate change. All right, great. Ian, you're terrific. Thank you so much for uh, giving us perspective there. That is Ian Marlowe, Bloomberg Diplomatic Correspondent. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.